Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael, and normally I'm with my friend and co-host Kevin, but Kevin can't be here today, so it's just you and me. But hey, I'm excited to be with you, and I'm excited to take a look at this week's passage of Scripture. Now, if you're new to this podcast, let me tell you a little bit about it. At Silverdale, we are studying the book of Hebrews. Our pastors are preaching through the book of Hebrews. We're beginning chapter 11, a new sermon series this week called Faith in God's Promises. And our hope is that this podcast will help you prepare for worship. Now, I understand that many of you may not be attending Silverdale, and that's fine. If you're using this as a way to help you study the book of Hebrews, that's great. We hope that this will be an aid in that way. But primarily, our goal is to help prepare people's hearts and minds for worship. Now, a number of things go into that, right? Um, beyond just looking at the scripture, we need to deal with confessing sin or or maybe having conversations with people that that we need to have beforehand or just clearing our minds of distractions and all the things that could cause us to not focus on worship. There are a number of things that that can go into preparing our hearts for worship, but this podcast primarily focuses on making observations about the text that our pastors are going to be preaching. We would encourage you to do all the other stuff as well, but again, hopefully this will help you maybe take a little closer look at what the Bible says, come to understand it a little bit better, and then hear as as either Pastor Tony or Travis or whomever happens to be preaching this weekend as they come and deliver a message. Now, at, at Silverdale, we use uh, we talk an awful lot about and use a Bible study method called the SOAP Bible study method. Now, SOAP is an acronym, S-O-A-P, that stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And so what we're going to do today is we are going to read the scripture. You know, I think before um, we make any observations or consider application about the scripture, we need to read it a couple of times. So maybe this week or this weekend before, uh, before you come to church, take some time to read and reread the text and then make some observations about that. What does this text say about God? Is there a command in this that is there a, uh, is that, that I need to follow? Is there um, a warning that's in the text. Um, you know, does it say something about somebody historically? Uh, maybe it references another part of the Bible, and I want to go back and take a look at that. What exactly is the text saying? Make some observations about that. And then this weekend, our pastors, they're going to be reading the text. They're going to be making some observations, but they're going to be giving some specific application. And so my attempt is, or my purpose rather, is not to pre-preach what our pastors are going to preach. Um, Maybe just in your reading of the text, you will come across some some application that the Lord would speak into you that you need to go ahead and put right into your uh, into practice in your life. Praise the Lord. Fantastic. Go for that. I know for certain that our pastors are going to have some direct application from the text. Uh, and so, you know, prepare your heart for that. Prepare your heart to receive that message and to put into practice whatever it is the Lord is leading them to bring to us. I, I'm not going to be real heavy on the application part of the text. Um, I'll tell you what this also isn't. This isn't a, 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 I guess, a 
digital or an audio or video commentary of the text. There are those that are great Bible teachers that do wonderful things with the text, teaching uh, all the nuances of the language, the the historic cultural references, and all those kinds of things. There are people out there that do that. Hopefully this will shed some light on, on, on the text and maybe make a few things clearer, but it's not intended to be a Bible study, an in-depth Bible study or commentary on the text. Um, so with those things in mind, uh, understanding the purpose of this podcast and what we're going to be attempting to do in the next few minutes, sadly without Kevin, uh, because I always love the observations that, that he brings to the table and to this video or audio, depending on how you, you consume this, this podcast. Um, but again, we're studying Hebrews chapter 11 today. We're going to look specifically at chapter 11, verses 1 through 7. Before we do, let's put that in context of of, uh, of you know, within the book of Hebrews. I, I think a danger um, of this text is to read chapter 11 isolated from what was said beforehand. I've done that, and, and maybe you have as well, just going straight to uh, chapter 1 and trying to get an idea of what the Bible says about faith and maybe even putting together an entire definition of faith based on this one verse. I don't really think that's what the author is trying to do, not to completely and fully uh, define what faith is for us. Certainly, he tells us what faith is, um, but he's he has a purpose in what he's saying. Now, in other places in the Bible, as you read about faith, you'll come to an even fuller understanding of what faith is when you put the full counsel of, of God's uh, word together and study that and study what faith is. So maybe in a more systematic way, looking at other texts and coming to understand what faith is in a fuller way. It's not really the author's intent to completely define faith, but he does tell us a little bit about faith. And he says that in context of, of what he has been saying up to this point. Now, we have already been through two sermon series um, uh, as we've been studying through the book of Hebrews. The first was called Jesus is Better, and we learned about how for the, for the Jewish reader, the original recipient of this, that Jesus is better than what could be maybe pulling their attention Away from, uh, away from faith in Christ. You know, for them, it was the the Jewish worship system, the law, and they were tempted to go back into it because they were experiencing some persecution. And so, so the author is saying, "Hey, Jesus is better than all that. Jesus is better than the law. Jesus is better than angels. Jesus is better than anything that can attract you away from Him." And that message is the same for us. So maybe some of that historic context doesn't have a direct application, but the message certainly does. There are a number of things in our lives that could easily pull our attention and focus away from Jesus. And so as we study Jesus is better, uh, just that phrase alone, I think says it all. Jesus is better than all of that. Then we studied uh, another sermon series, or our pastors rather, our pastors preached another sermon series called All In. Knowing that Jesus is better we were encouraged to be all in with our faith, not just be you know dipping our toe into sort of playing around with faith, but to to persevere in our faith. And so as we as we read chapter ten uh, around verses nineteen through twenty five, the author encourages us to hold fast to our confession, hold fast to that, to draw near to Jesus. Don't fall away uh, from from our faith, and and all of that. Uh, is wrapped up in that in that sermon series title all in. I think going back to chapter 2 verse 1 is a good summary 
I've pretty much everything that uh, the author has said up to this point. I'll get back to that so I can read that to you. It says, therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. So for the original recipient, reader, hearer of, he, of the book of Hebrews, uh, the letter um, at, in, at, in their day, uh, they were tempted to drift back into old worship practices, drift back into a, a legal uh, you know, worship system. Um, and based around the law, right? Um, for us, we have to be careful. We have to pay much closer attention to the things that we've heard so that we don't drift away in our faith. And we know what that's like, right? There's so many examples, uh, that we could use about drifting away, maybe, maybe being on the water in a raft and drifting away from something that, uh, you know, is safe and secure, like, like, like a boat docker or, or a boat itself, or, or maybe driving down the road and your eyes, look left or right uh, because something captures your attention. And when you look left, you tend to drift a little left. You're like, oh, I've got to pull back into the lane. So I'm focusing and moving in the right direction. We need to pay close attention so that we don't drift. That's what the author has been saying. Well, what are we supposed to pay close attention to? Well, again, going back to um, chapter 10, holding fast to our confession of faith, drawing near in relationship to Jesus and not um, falling away, but you know, not neglecting rather. I should, I should bring that up too. I think around verse 25 of chapter 10, not neglecting to gather together with other believers, but encouraging one another. So, so all of those kinds of things is what we are to pay attention to and much, much more. You can go back and listen to other podcasts or maybe even better than that, go back and watch or listen to some of our pastor's messages. Well, tonight, as we get into chapter 11, the author gives us some great examples of what that looks like, right? So we're going to look at some specific examples um, from the Jewish history, uh, from the Old Testament uh, tonight and the next couple of weeks as, as we come to understand what did it look like to live a life of faith, a life that was holding fast to confession that Jesus is Lord. Now, Granted, these people lived before Jesus was born, but they they had faith in a promise that a Savior would come, right? And so for us, what does it look like for us to not drift away, to draw near? So let's take a look at chapter 11, verses 1 through 7, and then talk about that just a little bit, make some observations. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So 
beginning the chapter, the author gives us um, a summary statement uh, of what faith is. Tells us about the nature nature of faith. It says that now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I'm reading in the ESV. Other translations might word that a little bit differently, um, but it says that assurance of things hoped for, conviction of things not seen. Verse two, for by it, people of old received their commendation. Well, what are we talking about? You know, what is it? What exactly is a commendation? You know, if, if you are, if you do something well, maybe you compete in a race or you do something well at work, uh, you might receive a commendation, um, recognizing your achievement or recognizing what you did. And the Bible says that the people in the Old Testament who lived by faith received their commendation. They were commendable before the Lord. The Lord looked at that and said, I'm satisfied with that because they lived a life, going back to verse one, that reflected that they had assurance, they had hope, they had conviction of things that they had never even seen. They had promises, and we're going we're gonna to look at three examples tonight of promises that they had, understandings that they had, convictions that they had, but they never saw them completely fulfilled. And the Lord said, because they held to those convictions, they held to those assurances, he found that commendable. And so as we get into verse three, it's interesting. It's, it's almost as if the author makes a little bit of a shift. He says, by faith, instead of talking about the people of old, he talks about us. He says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I love this verse. Uh, it, it gets into the very fabric and, and creation of the universe, uh, something that none of us saw, right? Something that none of us, not even the people of old, truly had eyes to see. They were not there when it happened. We were not there when it happened. Uh, I just recently heard on another podcast um, that a star was recently discovered that is apparently the farthest star away from our our planet that we've ever seen. I mean, it's significantly farther, many, many, many more light years beyond what we've ever seen before, which causes many to believe that the universe is actually much, much older than what we uh, initially believed because it takes light so long to travel from that star to Earth. And in fact, we didn't even see that from Earth. We saw that from a telescope out in space. Um, but it, because it takes light so long, you know, it can travel so far in a year. And if it's that far away, then it must be that that light originated that long ago. And therefore, the universe is much older than, than we originally believed. Now, I'm not going to get into an old Earth, young Earth debate in this podcast. I have my convictions. I, be, I am a young Earth guy. Uh, today, <laughs> uh, the the science that I read and the convictions that I have point to a young earth. Uh, but wherever you stand in all of that, um, we understand that though we have not seen exactly how it was created, that God did it, that God created, um, you know, that Jesus was there at the beginning of creation. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God from him for him, to him, through him, all things exist, is what Colossians says. Going back to Genesis one, uh, talking about uh, Jesus, or about God rather, creating 
all things. This is a conviction that we as believers have that all came into existence, that we haven't seen it by the hand of God, by the word of God spoken into existence um, by the mouth of, of our God. We didn't see it, but we have that conviction, right? So that's what he's saying here. By faith, these men and women of old, they held to their convictions. They held to their assumptions, regardless of what was happening around them. They held fast, and they, they, the Lord found them commendable. By faith, we believe that the universe was created by God. All these things by faith. Then the, then the text gets into three uh, examples of, of what that looks like. And all three of them are different, right? Um, all three of them, their faith was expressed differently. I believe our pastor is going to be preaching on this, so I'm not going to jump into this too, too deeply, uh, but just making some basic, basic observations. We, we read about Abel, we read about Enoch, and we read about Noah in this text. And so um, we read that Abel offered a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. Now, I would love to be able to talk long and deep about that. I have a lot of questions about this because uh, there's just so much that we don't know. What made it more acceptable? Uh, all this was before the law. How did he know uh, exactly uh, that that an animal sacrifice maybe was better than a, a an offering of fruits and vegetables, right? Um, I think what we can observe from this text is that what he did, he did by faith. His heart was in the right place. He operated from a place of trusting in God and truly offering um, a gift to the Lord that was acceptable. Um, and it cost him his life, right? It cost him his life. He would, did not see um, the promises fulfilled. His faith cost him. We were talking about this uh, in our house uh, just recently, and, and I mentioned that Abel was the first person uh, to be martyred for his faith. In fact, the first person to enter heaven, uh, to enter in the presence of the Lord, um, did so by faith. And, and when I said that, uh, my daughter looked up and said, yeah, what was that like? I mean, you get up there and you realize you're the only one there. <laughs> That's a, per, a perspective that that I had never had before. I thought it was kind of funny, but I understand what she was saying. I think to be in the presence of the Lord is to be in full peace and harmony and joy. I do not think he felt alone at any moment. Uh, think about that. The only person there with God. How cool must that have been for a season? Um, a new question that I want to uh, want to ask when I get there. Abel, what was that like? But he entered heaven by faith. He offered a sacrifice by faith. He didn't see the promises fulfilled. Now, what promises are we talking about? Uh, you know, God made a promise in Genesis 3.15, and you can go back and read about that. Uh, that many believe is the first prophecy of a coming uh, Savior. We didn't know him by name at that point. We know him by name now. His name is Jesus. And and I believe Abel held firm to the promises that he knew at that time. Well, then you have Enoch. Enoch pleased God. God found him pleasing. Uh, I like what it says in verse 6, and without faith it is impossible to please him. Well, Enoch must have lived his life in such a way that pleased God uh, in such a way that he didn't have to experience death. Unlike Abel, Enoch's faith allowed him just to keep on walking with the Lord. Um, and what do we learn from that? You know, faithfulness, uh, is it's worth it. It's worth it to serve the Lord, I believe. We can learn a number of different things. Like I'm getting into application a little bit. When I read that, I'm encouraged in my faith that, hey, it's worth it. Uh, so you have Abel, you have Enoch, you have Noah. Uh, Noah believed in something that wasn't yet visible. It had never rained before, right? And so God said, I want you to build this thing. And by faith, he built the ark. 
uh, endured a lot of ridicule uh, from culture at that time. He was so counterculture, but he lived by faith, even though those around him were hard against him. Um, he lived that way. So, you know, I mean, we, we, we learned that it costs something to live by faith. You know, I think that's why when you go back to Hebrews chapter two, verse one, it says, pay closer attention. Uh, Andy Stanley brings this out in his book. I quote, uh, the principle of the path. He, he says that as your attention goes, so goes your life. I think that's a great statement. And in the book, he talks about, um, how, you know, when, why does it say pay attention? Um, you know, because when we pay attention, uh, it costs us something. It costs us to not focus on the thing that's, that's, that's pulling our attention away. Um, you know, that, that, that to pay attention here means that we're not going to focus there to pay attention here means we're not going to go there. Um, to give over our attention to this thing means we're not going to give to that thing. Uh, all of those, uh, are, are aspects of faith. Um, you know, there are moments in my life where I don't have to pay attention, uh, to the Lord. I just don't have to pay attention because the Lord has grabbed my attention. Um, he got a hold of it and I'm fully focused and I'm right there. There are moments in worship, there are moments in conversation, there are times in prayer, there are times in Bible study where, where he has grabbed hold of my attention and I'm fully focused in. But then there are other times when I'm kind of, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit everywhere. And it costs me something. I have to focus. I have to pray, Lord, I feel far. I'm drifting away. Help me in my faith to draw near to you. Um, so these three examples I think are helpful in what it looks like to live a life that holds fast, that draws near, that doesn't fall away, that pays closer attention to the things that we've heard. And all of this points us back to our Savior and to live a life in faith before him, in worship before him, loving him. This weekend, our pastors are going to preach a wonderful message on Hebrews. I just want to challenge you. Uh, don't let listening to this podcast be the all in all on preparing your heart for worship. Take time to read and pray over this text, uh, scripture, oh, observations. I made a few. I modeled that for you. There are many, many other things that you can dig out of this text and learn from this text. Um, but you know, take time to read it with your children. Help them to understand the text. I know with my kids, they, they've told me it's it's helpful to read over the text before Sunday because it's not so foreign at that point. And then when they hear the pastor, uh, Tony, we tend to go to Bonnie Oaks, but maybe you go out to North Udawal or Randy is, or you're, you're with Travis or if Chuck or, or Maddie is preaching, whomever, or if you attend another church uh, and you know the pastor is going to be preaching on this, it's just so helpful to maybe knock the edge off and be able to, to um, help our kids understand, I guess is really what I'm trying to say, what the text says. And then if the Lord leads you to some specific application, you know, first-time obedience is uh, what Pastor Chuck, our missions pastor, talks about a lot here. When the Lord calls us to something, now's the time to do it. Uh, but even this weekend, prepare your heart to receive whatever it is that you may not be aware of at this point that the Lord is going to say to you, God, I'm just open uh, in that way, and, and, and pray over it. And we do hope that you're a part of one of our worship services this weekend. Um, we have a Saturday night service. We have a variety of times and locations throughout the greater Chattanooga area. We even have services online. You can go to silverdalebc.com 
to find out about times, locations, and all those details. Hey, thanks for being here today. Thanks for being a part of this. Hope this has been helpful for you, to you. And I look forward to being with you next time and hope that you enjoy the Lord this week. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.